John 13. Uh, we're going to be John 13, 18, but I think I'm going to read from John 1, or 13, 1 on, because um, I'm not going to go over this again with you. We did it a couple weeks ago, but I want to put us back in the right perspective of where we're going to be today. Okay. First, before we get started, I want to thank all of you who came uh, yesterday to the workday because uh, it was um, much, it needed to be done so bad, the things that we did. And so just thank you guys for being here. And uh, we got a lot done, more than I expected. So I really appreciated that. Um, okay, let's open in prayer. Father, we just want to come to you, Lord, just uh, thanking you, Father, for all that you do in our lives, Lord. As I was thinking about the message today, Father, um, well, you uh, you were there because it was prayer, but <laughs> um, I was thinking about my life, my young Christian life, and, and uh, Lord, all the times that I read your word and how you became alive in me and how my life began to change and and I got to thinking about the message for today, Lord, because those are the the times that you're glorified, that it brings glory to your name. And um, the more I thought about it, I, I started looking at all the times you were glorified, Lord. And, and uh, I was the one who was lifted up. Lord, I was the one that you glorified because uh, I chose to be obedient to you, Lord, and to grow in you. And and you changed my life. And um, I just thank you for that, Lord. As I read this passage of Scripture for your word today, Lord, I I woke up to those things, those those times of old for myself, Lord, and, and how you were there and how you were always there and how you always, Lord, were moving in my life. And, and what a wondrous thing it was that even though you were being glorified through all of it, Lord, I was being lifted up. My life was being changed. I was being transformed. And and uh, I just want to thank you for that, Lord. You you really put this word into perspective today for me. And uh, I just thank you for the life that uh, you've given me, Lord. And, and thank you for being in my life and changing those things about me, Father. And I expect so much more because I know, Father, you're not done with me yet. And as I pray these things, Lord, I, I, I'm really praying for the church as well, Lord, that they would see those same things, Father, that they would see the, the things, Lord, that you have done, Father, and, Lord, um, the things you're going to do. And uh, I wouldn't want anybody to miss out on any of this stuff, Father. And uh, I know, Lord, that my life hasn't been perfect. I've probably missed out on a lot. And, and I just ask, Father, that as you reveal yourself to us, Lord, as you touch us, Lord, with your word, as your spirit moves in, Lord, and, and shares things with us, I just ask, Father, that um, we wouldn't take them lightly, that nothing you share with us would be taken lightly, Lord. Um, I'm a walking testimony that those things are not to be taken lightly. They're, they're life-changing. They're life-saving first, and then they're life-changing, and they just move, Lord, uh, you move in us and through us, Lord, through those things. And so I just ask, Father, that we would never take those things lightly, but your word, Lord, spoken to us, not by me or Memo or anybody else here, Lord, but by you, Father. 
um, that they would never be taken lightly, Lord. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you hear me back there, Jacob? Okay. I wasn't sure if I turned it on or not. I forgot. I'm good? Okay. Oh, whoa, yeah. Okay. Oh, whoa, yeah. Amen. So I'm going to start in 13.1, but I'm not going to, I might break a few times just to refresh us from last week, but I, I'm going to pick up in 18, okay? You guys there? Everybody there? Okay. Uh, Orlando, are you there? Okay. That was for you, sister. Here we go. It was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Remember last week we were talking about there's a little Judas in all of us? You know, in prayer this week, and when I was studying for the word to give you guys today, um, I kept seeing times in my life where I didn't follow through, you know? And it's the same principle that takes place in every one of us. We, hey, Ange. Good. We know the truth, right? And God's calling us to that truth. God's calling us to that truth, but then we decide we're going to do what we want to do, our own thing, you know? And that's because God is calling us. The Holy Spirit's touching our lives with what the truth of God is that he's been sharing with us, right? And we have our own will. We have our own way. And the, and the enemy comes. This is the only place I've, I've read in John where he uses the... the that term of the enemy, which is the devil. Amen. The devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot. There it is there. You know, there's times you guys when, can you imagine Judas spent three years with Christ? Three years with him. He's sitting at his table. He's breaking bread with him. Do you know what it means for us to break bread? Even to break bread with each other? It's to hear the word of God. God's word is the bread of life. It's, it's who Christ is. Amen? Right? And, and to break bread with him is for him to share himself with us. Amen? Amen. And for us to receive it, it, it nourishes our spirit. It wakes up our soul. You know what I mean? But in that same moment, can you imagine he's sharing bread with him? Do you know what happens when we come together? I want to finish that statement because I didn't want to forget that. Okay, David? You know what happens when I when I'm with the Lord and I'm spending time with them and he's sharing himself with me and you're spending time with them and he's sharing himself with you. And then we come together and we share what God has given both of us with each other. We're breaking bread. Amen. Amen. He's breaking bread with him. And it doesn't matter. You know what happens to so many of us? I don't care who you are in this room. It happens to us. We're supposed to be here. We're supposed to be here. Amen? Amen. But, but our minds and our thoughts are somewhere else. Right? We're not breaking bread. Right? The enemy's trying to deter, you know, deter us from what we're supposed to be doing. What we're supposed to be receiving. You get it? Right? We're, we're like somewhere else. You know what I hate more than anything, Paul? Is when we're in prayer. It happened to me this morning. 
we're out front and we're praying for the church and for, for, for God to be here with all of us and so that we could hear him, right? And my mind was on something else. And I had to keep saying no to that and bring myself back in. I even started, um, when, when your son was praying, I was saying his exact prayer so I could stay in tune because my heart and mind wanted to go somewhere else. It's crazy, but we all do it. That's the enemy prompting us the same way. And when we do that, we're going against God. We're going against what we know to be true. It's craziness, but it happens. Okay? And I'm not telling you guys how to do it or how to fix it or this, that, that. But what I do is I just keep bringing myself back. I keep bringing myself back. I keep bringing myself back until I hear God speak. Amen? Until I stand in His truth. And I'm going to tell you guys something. The times I don't, I fall hard. I fall hard. Right? Think about all the craziness that we have. Right, sister? Right? What if we acted on all of it? I remember I used to act on all of it. Every bit of it. And that's why I was talking this morning about praising God because every time I, I, I look back at my life and how God worked in my life and how it was a constant. I don't know if you guys have been in the Lord a long time or if you're new to the faith, okay? I can usually tell when you're new to the faith, though, because you have what we should all have still. You know, there needs to be an excitement. There needs to be a joy. We need to know God's real because he's moving in our lives. Amen. Amen. You know what that does, you guys? I taught a message years ago, but that, but my message was that God's greatest glory was Christ on the cross. That's what I'm hoping to bring out today for you guys, okay? What he did on the cross was God's greatest glory. Okay, and every time one comes to him, that glory just gets louder and louder. Amen. Amen. Right? And every time somebody that, that comes to him starts to grow, starts to listen, starts to be obedient, that glory just gets louder and louder and louder. Amen. You get it? But we're not, if we're not walking with him, we're not spending time with him, if we're not meeting him in that intimate place every day, if we're not listening, if we can't control our, our, our thoughts, we can't have self-control over our thoughts. We're going to be dragged away. Judas was with him. Amen. I'm telling you guys the truth, though, right now, if you'll hear me, okay? We, I'm trying to do something world in the world, okay? He was physically with Christ. And he still did this. Right? He gave into a thought. You know what happened when he gave in right here? He started to plot what he was going to do and when he was going to do it. And Jesus knew his thoughts. What does he tell him later on? Go do what you're going to do and do it quickly. And that's when the devil enters him. See, he comes through a thought. You get it? But let me tell you something that's beautiful. Okay? We have one who lives in us who's greater than the one that's in the world. You guys, when those thoughts come, we need to take it to the Lord. When those thoughts come, we need to give them to Him. When our mind starts to wonder, we need to pull it back. We need to put, we need to stay firm in our firm foundation. Didn't we just sing a song like that today? Amen. And He's always faithful. He's going to come through every time. Every time. 
So I was reading this this week, and I was just like, my, God just kept showing me my young life in the Lord. I had, a, I had a better walk with Him then than I have now. Because I was so filled with His presence constantly. His Word was new and alive and active in my life. Amen? I was listening to Memo speak yesterday out here. And I thought, and he even said it, you can look in someone's eyes and see where they are, remember? And I was thinking to myself, man, we need to get that fire back. I was standing next to Memo, he's talking about it, I'm like, he should be fanning me, like, you know what I mean? He should have some... Come on, Matt. Right? All right. I'm fanning you guys. I was like, I want to be, hey, man. Memo, come on, Bato, come over here. Fan me. Do you remember that? Do you remember when you were young in the faith and you were just so full of Christ? You wanted to share him with everyone? There was no one you didn't want to share him with. I had people I couldn't stand to be around. They were like my enemy, you know, in the world. You know what I mean? I wanted nothing to do with them. Some of them, some of them were my neighbors. But after I got saved, I was trying to get in their house. <laughs> Let me tell you about Jesus. Amen? What happened? Let's get that fire back, right? You want to know why? Because it glorifies what Christ did on the cross, and it glorifies the Father. Amen? And if His greatest glory was that cross, can you imagine? All right, no one's listening. Here you go. <clears throat> I'm going to start in two. You guys there? The evening meal was, was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot. So those thoughts came in. Remember that, okay? Because we're going to come back just to point it out. Son of Simon to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power. Right there, you guys have to understand the beauty of Christ, okay? and why that was his greatest glory. Okay? He had all power had been given to him. All power. He could have stopped Judas like that. He could have stopped the enemy just like that. You understand? But he knew he came to this world. He knew that he came to this world and he lived a sinless life for us because he knew he had to sacrifice himself for our sins. That's why it was God's greatest glory. Christ lived a sinless life. Amen? So that he could be sacrificed for your sins. Can you imagine? And he had power and authority over it, over everything. Nothing could touch him. He chose it for you. He loved you that much. He chose that for you. I say these things to you like this, okay? I don't want to go over this. I'm just supposed to read through here, but I'll say these things to you like the, for this reason and like this, okay? He did that for a reason, right? We know the reason. And now he's calling for each other. When we're out there, instead of having Christ in here, we're not doing what we've been called to do. We're not even hearing him. That's why I brought up when we first got saved. You guys, I could go on for hours and days of all the things he's done in my life. All those moments he was there. You know, there was times in my life where I, I trusted him for things that were impossible. They were impossible things. People even came to me and were saying things to me. Right? But I trusted him anyways. I went against the entire world. 
several times in my life. And he came through every time. He came through every time. You want to know why? Because he was calling me to that. And that call was going to change my life. Amen. Most of us in this room today have experienced that. We've experienced it over and over and over again. Okay. He wants us to be that for others. Remember what we talked about? He wants us to be that for two weeks ago. He wants us to be that for others. Amen. All right. Here we go. Three, Jesus that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. I love that. Everything we just talked about takes place in that, okay? So he got up from the table, took off his outer clothes, and wrapped a towel around his waist. He became nothing to that which he created to win them. Amen. To share with them what, what I'm trying to share with you. Okay. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet. You know what I love about the water man on the basin? I don't know. I keep getting off guard because every time I share a message, I don't finish it. Do you understand? It's like there's so much more and I leave things out. But he's taking the word of God and he's washing their feet. He's taking the water. Amen. And he's taking the sin in your life and he's washing it out you know the 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 word of god you guys what happens to me is it comes in and the the world leaves it washes me every time i read it it washes me it convicts my heart of the things that should not be now that i know the truth amen you get it how does it does it not happen every time Right? No matter who we are, who we think we are, no matter what we're involved in, if we pick up his word and we read it, it convicts our hearts. Right? It's supposed to do that. And no matter how good I think I am, no matter how close I'm walking with it, I pick it up and guess what happens? Convicts my heart. Amen? Watch. Wait a minute. I'm supposed to just read through here. You guys stop stopping me. Here we go. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, remember last week I told you guys, or two weeks ago now, that um, everybody thinks this is wrong, but I thought it was a good thing. I really do think it was a good thing. I, I know that we shouldn't um, like challenge God that way in any way, shape, or form, but he really wanted more. If you're going to, don't just wash my feet, you know, wash my whole body, you know, but he, but, but that's, that's the, um, the desire we should have. The truth in that desire is that we're already washed because Christ lives in us. Amen. And he's already washed our sins away. And we just need to get off of us what we got on us when we shouldn't have been where we were. Amen. You get it? So let's read that. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to... He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, Do you not realize... You do not realize now what I have done, what I'm doing, but later you will understand. Amen? I love that, you guys, because the Bible says over and over and over again that when Christ died on the cross, especially when he rose again... All the things he shared with them came back to them. You understand? And there's a beauty to that even in our lives today. Because when we spend time with God, even if after we have fallen away, all the beauty of the things that he shared with us comes back to us. 
just comes rushing back in. Amen. I love it. I don't like I don't like to be in that position. I like to be with him every day. But sometimes that happens. And you know what? He never leaves or forsakes us. He's right there every time. It's amazing to me. No, Peter said, you shall never wash my feet. See, I talked to you guys about it last week, too, or two weeks ago, but it's pride. It's all pride. Right? When you stay angry with somebody and you can't hear them when they're crying out, it's pride. When you think that somebody should be elevated or something, you know, and that they shouldn't be the person that you think they should be, that's pride. It's all pride. We need to let all that go. Amen? You, you want to feel the presence of God in your life? You want to see the glory of Christ on the cross? You want to see that glory elevated and exalted? Amen? You need to let that go. The same way He let everything go for your sins. He had power over it and He let it go. That's pretty crazy to me. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. You see it? You see what you see what happens, you guys, when we have our will and our way? You have no part with me. He doesn't mean that in a bad way either. People think he does, like get out of here. You're gone. He doesn't think like that. You know what he's saying? He said, You guys can't hear me because you won't listen. You're not going to stop what you're doing. I have so much for your life and you won't accept it. He doesn't think like we think. His thoughts aren't our thoughts. Then, then Lord Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. And Jesus answered, a person who has had a bath needs only to wash his feet. His whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. Remember we talked about Judas? Remember I told you little Judas and all of us? There's times the Holy Spirit says the same thing to us. He's not talking about us losing our salvation or not having Christ in us, but he's talking about us not being in agreement with him when we know the truth. It's crazy, huh? Though not all of you, you're not listening today, Matt. You know the truth and you want to go your own way. For he knew who was going to betray him. Remember when we talked about that earlier? And I told you to keep it in your mind about it a little bit. Um, the evening meal was being served and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot. Now that thought's becoming something more here, see? For he knew it was going to betray him, and that was why he said, not, to, not everyone is clean. He had finished washing their feet. He put on some his clothes and returned back to his place. And last week or two weeks ago, I was telling you guys that um, Jesus became their servant, but he was still Lord. Amen. I like that, too, where he says, your teacher and Lord, and he changes it from Lord to your teacher, Lord and teacher. Amen. You call me teacher and Lord, rightly so, for I, for, for that is what I am. Now I, your Lord and teacher, 
have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth, no one serves, no one, no one's servant is greater than his master, and nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Remember I was telling you guys about God the Father's greatest glory was Christ on the cross? Yeah. Right? And Jesus is telling us here, no one is greater than his master, and no one is greater than, the, the, the messenger is not greater than the one who sent him. It's beautiful to me. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Okay, here's where we're going to pick up. <clears throat> I am not referring to all of you. I know those I have chosen, but this is to fulfill the scripture. He share, uh, who, Listen to this, you ready? He who shares my bread has lifted his heel against me. Listen, he's talking again about being, this man has walked with him for three years and he knows the word. He shares the bread. He shared my life. You get it? He's going to betray me. And you know, he takes that from, I think it's Psalms 41, when, when, um, when David has people coming against him and he's crying out to the Lord to help him through it. But he trusts the Lord through it. And he knows the Lord's going to bring him through it, even though his closest people, his friends, are going to betray him. Isn't that crazy? <clears throat> I am telling you now, before it happens, so then again, remember I was telling you, the Bible says it over and over and over again, so that when, so that when it does happen, you will believe and that I am he. Amen. I tell you the truth, whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me, and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. Amen. Keep thinking about God's greatest glory. God sent Christ. Amen. Christ sends us. Whoever accepts us accepts him and the one who sent him. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? That's exactly the way it works in Christianity, too. In true Christianity, it's exactly the way it works. Right? There's no one sitting in this room that's not sitting here because somebody shared Christ with them. Right? And nobody would be sitting in this room, right, saved today because somebody shared Christ with them if they didn't believe in the God that changed the person's life who shared it. You get it? About God's greatest glory? Right? Here we go. After he said this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and testified. I tell you the truth. One of you is going to betray me. He couldn't hold it in. He was so hurt by it. He was so hurt by it. His disciples uh, started at one another at a loss not knowing which of them he meant. I like that because that shows our humanness. None of us are good enough. We all make mistakes. We're all going to fall short, you know? They were actually questioning each other who it was going to be. And in doing so, I believe they were questioning themselves. Right? You understand where we're at sometimes? That's why we have to stay with the Lord because the enemy's constantly prompting us the same way. 
That's amazing to me. One of the disciples, I love this, John always talks about himself in a third party, and he's the one who's seen and heard it. It's beautiful, but he, he didn't even betray Christ by sharing it. I started reading this over and over and over again, like, am I right about this, Lord? John knew? Like, he didn't know until Jesus told him, but he heard Jesus. Isn't that crazy? The Bible tells us they didn't know. How could they not know? They asked a question. We're going to read it right now, okay? They asked, this is how we are, Rafa, are you listening? We ask a question, God gives us the answer, and we don't listen. That's our humanness. That's why we have to say no to the things that are pulling us away, amen? We have to say no to the prompting of the enemy. We have to say no to our own will, our own selfish desires, in order to follow Christ. We have to learn to, to say no, amen? You make your no, no, and your yes, yes, sister. That's, you know, when I first understood that and I was sharing it in the church, that is so spiritual to me. People take it lightly. They think about it like in the world, say no or yes, you know, yes, yes, no, no, Lord. No, it's spiritual. That means you took a stand to follow Christ and you're not going to be moved. He tells you no, it's no. He tells you go, it's yes. Amen. And it's very spiritual. You're not, the world tells you, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, I'll be there, Pastor Matt. And I'm thinking, yeah, they never show up. Right? I'll be on time. They're always late. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to go around the room. That's funny. A few people got it. You're starting to look a lot like your mama. <laughs> I never noticed that before. That's a trip. Here we go. We were up together. You didn't realize it. <laughs> no. I guess because we were living, right? Now we kind of took a step back and we could see into what we were, who we were, and what we were. Amen. Where am I now? Twenty-five. Memo said you're in San Bernardino on 48th Street. <laughs> I didn't finish 24. Okay, watch. This is really good, you guys. Simon Peter motioned to the dis the disciple to the to this disciple talking about himself and asked him which one he meant. Ask him which one he means. And I love this. You know, in the Bible, you guys, the Bible says, or the Bible says the, the stories I've read about things. Okay, is when. It was a very intimate time for them to break bread together. And you have to think about what this time is, too. This is the Lord's Supper. Right? This is the Lord's Supper. But it was a very intimate time for them to break bread. Family got together on that night. Close neighbors and friends who loved each other to break bread. It meant something. But back in that day, the table was real short, and they kind of reclined around it, like almost on pillows, you know? And here's how they loved each other. i got to share this with you, Rafa, Okay. Right? I've experienced this love with you a couple times. You understand? But they loved each other so much that when John got prompted by Peter to ask him, he was already reclining next to Jesus. He laid back against Christ and looked up at him. I mean, he just he felt so comfortable that he could lay into the to the to to into Jesus. You know? Just like we hug each other sometimes when we're going through something or we're struggling or we, or we have a great joy, you know what I mean? We have, we have a freedom to love each other that much. And John calls himself the disciple Jesus loved. Jesus loved all of them, but John had a love for Christ. Amen? 
Can you imagine that? You just roll back into his arms and be like, hey, Jesus, which one of us is it? Isn't that crazy? I love that. Let's read it. I mean, uh, the reason I shared that, Rafa, is in order for us to love each other that way, we have to love. Let me change it. Change my wording because it starts with him. Amen. But we need to accept that love from him. When we can accept his love, then we can freely give it the way it was freely given to us. Amen. Someone's walking the kids around the building, throwing me off. Here we go. Hmm. Oh, here we go. 25, right? Leaning back against Jesus, leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? And Jesus answered, it is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. Amen. You guys, that one hit me hard. I know you guys may not see things the way I do sometimes, but when the Holy Spirit speaks to my heart, it like jumps out, just jumps out of me, you know? That one hit me hard because it's always God's word that causes people to go uh, the other way. God's word is either the, the, the fragrance of life or the fragrance of death. We either accept it and receive him and receive life through it, or we don't accept it and we go our own way and we receive death. See, it's the one I'm going to dip my bread. It's the one I'm going to give my bread to. Amen? It's the one the Word of God is given to sometimes. Don't let that be us, you guys. I look back, remember I told you I look back and I seen all the great things God did and the glory that came from it and all the people and all the people who got saved and all the lives that were changed and watched all the growth of people and everything. There were still those times. There were still those times where I was disobedient and, and, and didn't receive the things that I could have received. And there were still those times that I shared God's word and I watched people walk away. Don't be those people, amen? If God's sharing something with you, embrace it. Accept it. Know that it's the truth. Know that it's life, amen? And you know, when you really accept it, Ange, like really accept it too, then it's eternal. God doesn't give you anything that isn't going to be forever. Amen? He's a forever God. Right? All right. I haven't even got to the greatest glory part yet. Where are we at? 25. Leaning back against Jesus. I already read all that. Let's see here. Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. Then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, Judas Iscariot, son of Simon. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. Do you remember, you guys, earlier the devil was prompting him? But the minute he gave into it, isn't that sad? You know what bothers me? It was the bread of life that caused it, caused that trigger. Actually, I need to take that back too. The bread of life never causes that trigger. It's our own selfishness, our own our own greed, our own wrongness, amen? Because what he gave was pure. Somebody denied the purity and went their own way. 
Okay. As soon as Judas took the bread, remember I told you there's little Judas in all of us? Sometimes we take the, we just go our own way. We need to stop doing that, amen? As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered him. Gosh, I thought about all the times as soon as somebody said something to me and I got angry, I couldn't control myself. You know, right? As soon as something didn't go my way, how I felt about it, like it just consumed me. I'm so happy, sister, I don't act that way as much, as often as I used to anymore. Amen? I'm not going to say it doesn't happen, but I praise God that I'm not that person that just lives that way all the time. What you are about to do, do quickly, he told him. Remember I told you guys he had all power. You know what he did right there? I was telling Memo and the guys yesterday, I'm the type of person who has just submitted to Christ. It's like, I'm not as excited like when Memo was trying to fan a flame, you know, like, come on, Memo fan, you know. I'm not like that so much anymore, like I want to be again. I need to get back to that. I need to, I need to have that back in my life. Amen? But I'm the type of Christian, you guys, who has just submitted to Christ. I'm submitted. You know, when, when, when God tells me something, I just gulp and accept it, even if I don't want it. That's who I am now. I know, I know now, no matter what it is, no matter how it hurts, no matter what it comes against, I know it's right for me. And I just accept it. Right? Think about a child who rebels against their parent. Right? They just constantly rebel. You had a kid like that? That's because she's sitting here, right? Okay. Just constant rebellion, constant rebellion, you know? When I turned 36 years old, I went and apologized to my mom. I didn't even know what I was doing or who I thought I was or anything until I turned about 36. <laughs> and, the, and God started to open my eyes to everything. I started seeing, I started seeing it in my own kids, and I started seeing everything. I was like, oh man, I, I put that lady through so much. And she did it by herself. She did it by herself. Four of us, huh, Shelba? She raised four of us in the 70s and 80s by herself. And we put her through so much. And you guys are bad. <laughs> we were rotten. They used to say you're rotten to the core. That's a testimony right there. That's a testimony. We don't want to hear that kind of testimony. Anyways. Don't talk to her after church. <laughs> She's I'll all, give you my number. Give you my right here. <laughs> Get her email. <laughs> Amen. But we were rotten. You know, I went to my mom and apologized to her. Like big time, like sorrowful. You know? When life starts to catch up with you and you see what it's really about, and you realize that you harm those people, you know, those, those people in your life... <laughs> Let's see. Oh, what you're about to do, do quickly. That's where we were, huh? Amen. Jesus told him, but no one, I thought, remember I just shared this with you, Rafa? How could they not know? They just asked a question. Isn't that funny? That's the way we are, though. Remember I told you? Sometimes I'm reading the word and my mind and heart go somewhere else. That's how quick we are. 
right? I'm out front praying so that God's word would be revealed to you guys today, that you would actually hear it, right? And my mind and heart starts to go somewhere else. Like, what the heck? This morning, I was praying for every one of you to get up and come to church. Bring them to church today. Amen? Right? Wake them up. Get them out of bed. You know what I mean? Let, it, let us come together and hear your word. Let us, let us be filled with your presence today, Lord. Right? And I'm there praying that on my bed this morning, and guess what? My mind and heart start to drift. I'm like, no. I had to keep coming back to Stephanie. Heck no. Right? I don't know why. I mean, you guys could ask her later, I guess. Anyways. I'm just teasing. Don't, don't bug Stephanie. Here we go. What you are about to do, do quickly, Jesus told him. But no one at the mill understood why Jesus said this to him. And we ask a question, we get the answer, and we don't know. We have no idea. We need to pay attention when God speaks. Amen? Because there's something that's going to come from it that is amazing every time. Every time. I want to get into this because I want to get to where I'm going. Here we go. Since Judas had cha uh, had charge of the money, some thought Jesus was telling him to go buy uh, what was needed for the feast or to give something to the poor. I love that part. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out and it was night. So a lot of people might tell you that night came over him. You know, darkness came over him. When he When he was gone, Jesus said, now is the Son of Man glorified. Amen? Look at you guys. Remember I told you God's greatest glory was Christ on the cross? This, this was, was the leading to Him going to the cross. And you know what He did? He accepted it. Remember I just told you guys, I'm, I'm the type of person now, I just accept it. Jesus just accepted He accepted it. He's going to have to go through. Amen? He knew, he knew. The Bible tells us later that in the garden, right, he sweat blood because he was going through so much because he knew what he was going to go through. But he accepted it. Remember in the garden? Do you remember in the garden? Huh? Right? He told, the, he told his disciples, you guys stay over here and pray. Remember I tell you this all the time because it's something we need to constantly be reminded of, Paul. Right? And he goes over to them and they're sleeping. He goes away a little ways to pray. He goes back and they're sleeping. And you know what he was just doing over here? He was just telling his father, if you could take this cup from me, Lord, if you could find another way. He knew what he was going to have to go through. If you could take this cup from me, if you could find another way, Lord. Right? And he comes and he finds them sleeping. What does he say to God when he goes back? If I don't drink this cup, who will? They can't be saved if I don't drink this cup for them. You guys, if we don't drink that same cup, we'll never witness to anybody. We'll never get close enough to share him with anybody. We have to, we have to do the same thing. Jesus accepted it. It hasn't even happened yet, and he says, God's glory. Amen? Because in his heart and his mind and every part of his inner being, Memo was talking about on Thursday night or Friday night, he accepted it. 
We have to be like that. We have to be accepting of it. When, 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 okay. Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. Amen. You guys, you know what that's telling me, you guys? It's everything I've been trying to tell you about God's glory, okay? Right? But it's also telling me that because he accepted it, when he accepted it, right, is when the glory You get it, you guys? Again, we choose to live in it. We glorify God. We glorify God, amen? And in doing so, we glorify Christ. And in doing so, we glorify God. And God through Christ glorifies us. Why? Because our life changes. We've made a decision to be like Him and to follow Him. Amen? Our life begins to bring glory to Him. You get it? And in doing so, He elevates us. Not to be something that we could share Him more. So that we can be effective when we share Him. So that His glory can continue on and on and on in what Christ did on the cross. Right? If what he did on the cross saved you and he wants to live in you to make you like him, right? It's so that he can work through you to change the lives of others around you. That's how God's glory is. It just keeps going and going and going. It's something beautiful. I don't think you guys are getting it. Here we go. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me just as I told you, just as I told the Jews. So I tell you now where I am going, you cannot come now. And now and a new command I give you love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. Remember, I was telling you guys earlier that you can love somebody the way you're supposed to. If you don't accept God's love. Amen. You don't know what love is until you've accepted God's love. Right? You think I left something out and I wasn't going to go back there, but I'm going to. I just want to share that with you first, okay? When Jesus told him, you can't go with me where I'm going, right, now, is because he was going to the cross. Because he tells Peter, this is how I know, he tells Peter later, you can't come with me now, but later you will. But he was talking about going to the cross. Amen? Okay? A new command I give you. I read that to you guys. Okay. Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, where I am going, you cannot follow now, but you will follow later. I should have just read it to you guys. It's right there. Peter asked, Lord, why? Here's pride again. Are you guys ready? Isn't it funny? This is one thing I love about the Lord, you guys. And I want to share it with you, even though whatever. Okay. I'm going to share it with you. Okay, Stephanie. All right. We're doing something we shouldn't be doing. Sometimes the Lord exposes it, right? Even though it makes him look bad because he doesn't care that he looks bad in the eyes of the world. You understand? He wants Stephanie to be right with him. He loves Stephanie. Not that he doesn't love the world, right? But he doesn't, he doesn't care what the world thinks. You get it? He cares about Stephanie. Amen? And he'll, he'll, he'll look bad for you. He doesn't care. Right? He'll never be put to shame because he's going to do the right thing for Stephanie. The world tries to put you to shame. But when, you're, when you do the, th the right thing in Christ, you'll never be put to shame in, in his father's eyes. 
Amen? That's where we need to get to, brother. Okay, we're so worried about what other people think and what the world's doing and how they're doing it and everything else. And what I hate that too. It bothers me, okay? People are so aggressive in who they are in the world, right? That we're timid in who we are in Christ. I hate that. I do it too. I don't want to get into an argument with them, which I won't do anyways. They're not going to listen. But I don't want to be exposed. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. It's the wrong thinking. Amen. God's words, you guys, and, and Christ living in us is more powerful than anything the world has. It's more powerful. We may have to endure the world and things of the world, right? But in the endurance of those things, Christ is being revealed and God's being glorified. Right? That's another one I'm going to share with you, okay? There's not a person in this room who didn't go through that process. You know how many people I cussed out? Huh? You don't know this about me. I grabbed a pastor one time, threw him out of my mom's house. She called him there to talk to me. I'm like, right. Right? We all went through that process. But it took somebody loving us when we were unlovable and we didn't understand it. We couldn't figure it out to know that we needed somebody, that we were longing for somebody. We were longing for Christ to change our lives. Amen? Those people had to endure me. I had to endure Mammal, trust me. (laughs) I love Mammal, but I like picking on them like that. Oh, that's not funny. Okay, here we go. Sorry, Memo. Memo's like, I endure you now. What are you talking about? (laughs) He was enduring me yesterday, let me tell you. The very thing I was telling him I didn't like, I was doing to him. Is that the coolest thing you ever heard? I'm like complaining about something. And then my complaint was I didn't want somebody doing that to me, and I'm doing it to Memo. (laughs) Amen? And Memo's just enduring it. Oh, but Matt. Oh, but Matt. But Matt, God's word says, okay. Amen. <laughs> hey, Ben. Did you guys like my um, my memo impersonation? Oh, but Matt. But Matt. Here we go. <laughs> That's love, sister. Here we go. You should have seen the things I used to do to him. I follow you now. Oh, okay. I will follow you. Oh, wait a minute. I messed up. Let me back up. Okay. Peter entered. No, I'm in 37, ain't I? 37. Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. You guys, when we say that to Christ, we better mean it. Amen. Sister, next time you're in that situation where you just can't stand what's going on around you or what's being said to you, you need to lay down your life. Amen. Don't display who you used to be, but only display who Christ is in you. And that's where the power is. There's no power in the old life, right? What did that old life ever do for us? You know what, sister? All I am of that old life, just like Paul says, is ashamed. I'm ashamed of all those things. All of it. I'm ashamed when I do it now. Think about that. Okay. I don't know why I said that to Felicia, but... Then Jesus answered, Will you really lay down your life for me? Will you really? Wow. You know what he ended up doing, sister? Do you know the story? 
Bible says he ended up denying Christ three times. But each time he did it, he got a little more into the world to where the last time he did it, he was sitting with a bunch of other people that were cursing God. And, and the Bible says he was calling down curses upon himself. That means that he was sitting with them, acting just like them, so he wouldn't be recognized as one of God's people. He was doing exactly what the world was doing. Imagine that. And then they're dragging Jesus out, and he looks over at him. Boom. Can you imagine, Kathy? You're, you're living in the world, living it up, doing everything they're doing, so you're not recognized, and Christ looks right at you? Huh? He does it to me every day, just so you know. Will you really lay down your life for me? I tell you the truth, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. Remember the prompting of the devil? Right? I've been in so many situations, even as your pastor, where the devil prompted me in situations where I didn't want to speak up. It's the truth. You know? Now I don't care as much. I just, you know what I do sometimes, you guys, like I just told you? I just accept it. I accept the situation I find myself in, and I accept it in Christ. So I don't care what the person's going to say. I don't care what they think. I don't care about any of that stuff. I don't care about what might happen. Because I know that he's the one that I need to entrust myself to. He's the one I need to entrust the others to. Amen? You get it? Because when I did it, I messed it up. So I just entrust myself to Christ. Amen? I wanted to get through 14, but we're out of time. We'll get through 14 next time. Amen? Okay. Gosh, I want to get into it right now. I see it coming back to me. Okay. Let me close this in prayer. Father, we just want to come to you, Lord, just thanking you for today, Father. Um, again, Lord, like I always say, because I feel this way, is that I didn't do your word any justice, Lord. And I, and I thank you, Father, for that, because I know, Lord, that your uh, spirit is here, Father, moving and living in us. And I know, Father, that... Um, that each life was touched by the word, by what they're going through. Lord, you're speaking to them. You're touching their lives, Lord. And um, I want to thank you for that. Thank you, Lord, that, that we have no power or authority that only you do, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that uh, anything I say, Lord, um, is what you already changed in me or gave to me or working in me, Lord, but it doesn't mean anything. The Holy Spirit, your spirit, Lord, is what touches the lives of the people, Father. Your word, Lord, is what is alive, Lord, and becomes alive in, in them, Lord. And I just want to thank you for your presence today. Ask, Father, that um, the one thing I would ask, Lord, and I'm going to ask in the presence of your body, Father, and that is that if somebody was touched by you today, Lord, that they don't, they don't leave here and forget it. That they don't let their heart and mind wander somewhere else, Lord, but that they seek you in it. Lord, that they spend the time that needs to be spent and they seek you in it, Lord. Thank you for that, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.